Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yanyan. Today's the last day we're in Romans chapter eight. Not that the book ends, not that the scriptures end, our teaching on it does. We're coming down to God's protection for us in every situation of life. Nothing visible, nothing invisible, nothing from heaven, nothing from hell, nothing on earth can separate us from the love of God. And therefore we can shout out and simply say to our problems, if God is for me, you cannot be against me. Let's go to the word. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. We are in Romans chapter 8. We're coming to the very end. In fact, we may finish it with this broadcast. Not that Romans chapter 8 will be gone and disappear forever, but our study of it will. And uh, unless this broadcast comes back around, who knows? But anyway, I'm teaching from my book on the book of Romans. This is available to you. The announcer will come on at halftime, tell you how you can have a copy for this for yourself. Pastors, if you're teaching uh, midweek Bible studies or whatever, and you're teaching through books of the Bible, I did that. My church, I set it up, and for all the years I had it on Sunday mornings, I would teach on topics. On Sunday night, I would teach Old Testament on the lives of individuals of the Old Testament or books verse by verse for the Old Testament. But midweek services, I would teach on New Testament books verse by verse. This is one of them that came out of it. I took quite a while on the book of Romans, so you can be blessed by this and you can have a copy of it for yourself. Ministers or for those of you who have your own Bible studies, you know, whether you go to a Bible study or else you just love the word of God for yourself to go through it, the best way to understand the word of God is line upon line, precept upon precept, verse by verse. And I love what it says in Isaiah 28, for stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this uh, people. And then he goes on to say, for the word of God came to them line upon line, precept upon precept, then it went right back into it, stammering lips and another tongue. I think the best way to study the Bible is actually set up in those verses of scripture, prophesying of the church age to come. And that is the greatest time of revelation of the word of God is in the time period we live in right now. But how does it come to you? Praying in the spirit, then study it line upon line, and then go back to praying in the spirit, study it line upon line. And that way, praying in the spirit gives you a great opportunity for God to speak to you and show you from the word of God. So I would recommend get yourself a book on the book of Romans, study through it. But as you're going through it verse by verse, stop and pray in the spirit for a while. And the revelation of that will come to you. And you'll see things I didn't bring out in this book or other people didn't bring out either. God will show you things for your own personal life, how to use that. So again, thank you. And on top of that, this broadcast, you know, listen to it each day because again, it just enhances. And I think one of the best ways to listen to this broadcast is in your car as you're going to work or something. I'm on YouTube and you can just, you know, tune it in and listen each day and gain the insight from the word of God. And what a great blessing this will be to you. And all this is brought to you first of all by God, but also by my supporters, those partners that work with me and pray, but also give into this ministry on a monthly basis. I'd love to have you help me. I'd love for you to help me raise up my hands and, and succeed in battle. I'd love for you to stand beside me as those that are called to stand beside me as partners. Paul mentioned the Philippian congregation five times. He called them partners in the book of Philippians. It's called fellowship in your King James, but the Greek word means partners. They were partners with him. And he commented that they were the ones that mentioned them three times when he was uh, making tents in Corinth. Uh, 
And uh, it seemed like there was no way out of it. But he said, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit spoke to them and they gave such an offering to him. They says, honestly, it was more than I imagined it would be. I, I, I tried to stop it, but they just kept giving and giving because they loved me so much. That is the root for giving into a ministry. Love for the word of God, but love for the God himself and for the person that's ministering the word of God. I simply say, if you have a heart relationship with me, there's a love connection there in the spirit, godly love, then I simply ask you, would you support me and send in finances because you will never in this lifetime see all the results, but in heaven for all of eternity, you'd be surrounded by the thousands of people that your offering affected, that you gave into their lives, that made for them an open door for salvation or an open door to become a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to join me as a partner, go to bobyandian.com. You'll find a place there where you can become a partner with me. Thank you. Verse 38 says this again. Paul says, I am persuaded. This, by the end of this chapter, with all this provisions, he's taught from the word of God, scripture upon scripture and principle upon principle and revelation from the word of God on our salvation and our daily walk with God, where we're headed to the eternal kingdom coming up and earth is groaning, we're groaning, but both looking for deliverance. Our deliverance is out there. It is coming physically. In the meantime, we have deliverance every day through the promises of God, deliverance from Satan, of which Jesus on the cross, death, burial, and finally by his resurrection, spoil principalities and powers, made a show of them openly and gave us authority over them in our life. That's why he says here after all this, I'm persuaded. I wish more and more people in, in, the, in the word of God would become persuaded. Come to that point where they go, okay, Satan, throw your best at me. I'll still be standing. And even if you do knock me down, it's but for a moment, I'm gonna get back up. And by the end of this battle, you're gonna be laying on the mat. I'm gonna be standing because that's what God promised. So go ahead, Satan, throw your best at me. I'm still gonna win. That is a person that's persuaded. Knowing the word of God has the final say and the utmost say, I am persuaded. I have the utmost confidence that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, this is demonic, nor evil powers, nor things, present circumstances, nor circumstances yet to come will be able to separate me from the love of God. Let's talk about these first seven. In verse 38, we have the first seven of 10, 10 things that are mentioned. And then in verse 39, we'll have the last three, but the first seven attacks are from Satan and God promises in these verses of scripture and through Paul, if we'll simply know and apply the word of God, they cannot succeed. Are Christians taken in by the devil every day? Yes, even Jesus said to Peter, Satan's desired to have you and sift you like wheat. But he says, I pray for you that you won't have that happen. You're gonna stand up through it. Physical death is the first thing that's mentioned and it cannot separate us from God's love. In fact, physical death puts us immediately into his presence. I remember Kenneth Hagin said one time, he said somebody threatened his life and they said, doesn't that scare you? And he said, no. He said, if I did, if you did succeed and kill me, I would just be in heaven. Because the Bible says to be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord to live as Christ, but to die is gain. For me to live is Jesus Christ living through me. But is there anything possibly better than being in this earth and portraying Jesus through us? Yes, death. He said there in that verse of scripture, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. It's even more, I don't even know how to explain that. 
I think this Christian life is wonderful. The joy I have on a daily basis, the fulfillment in life, but to think heaven is greater than this? Yes, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 8 tells us this. So the first thing he's saying is physical death can't separate us from God's love. People often talk about, well, I'm a martyr and all this. Listen, they can only kill the body. They cannot kill your spirit and soul on the inside. And that's why Jesus said, don't fear what they can do to the body. Fear him who has the power of the soul and the power of the spirit on the inside, the power of your heart. He's simply saying, put God above men. Quit fearing men. Put your reverence in God, not in mankind. So the second thing he mentions in this verse of scripture is this life on earth. This life on earth, neither death nor life, nothing in life can separate us from God's love. No person no sin, no experience, no place is more powerful than the love of Jesus Christ to keep us. So he's simply saying nothing in life can separate, nothing in death can separate me. In fact, death brings me to God and physically into his presence for eternally in his presence. But then number two, our life on earth has nothing that can separate us from God's love. So this simply means there is no earthquake. There is no uh, volcano. There is no hurricane. There's no nothing like that as far as nature's concerned. There's no war. Nothing in this life can separate me. You say, yeah, but you know, something in life could kill you. But again, I'll go to be with God. So no person, no sin, no experience, no place is more powerful than the love of Jesus Christ that has the power to maintain us and to keep us. Number three is angels. So this means no elect angel, no fallen angel, and that includes Satan himself, can separate me from God's love. So people are often talk about, in fact, it, the word of God warns about this. Are angels important? Absolutely. Are angels incredible? Absolutely. But don't put them on a level they're not. And some Christians even put, you know, almost to the level of worshiping angels. And God says, don't do that. Even if you met an angel and fell down to worship him, as it was in the book of Revelation, where John fell down in front of an angel, the angel said, get up, get up, get up. No, 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 don't do that. Don't fall in front of me. I'm only here from God to tell you about. So it, it, this verse is saying, angels don't have the power to remove your salvation. Angels cannot separate you from God, and that means an elect angel or a fallen angel, and that includes Satan himself, can ever separate us from God. So if Satan's been telling you, whispering in your ear, you've lost your salvation, tell him, no, you can't separate me. None of your demons can separate me. No circumstance of life can separate me because I'm eternally joined to God the Father. I'm one with him, one with Jesus Christ. I am one with the Godhead. To kill me, you'd have to kill God. You can't do that. I am in Christ, in God. That means simply I am in the hand of Jesus Christ. I am in God. So to, to absolutely get me out of God, you'd have to run down the arm of God, pull back the fingers because I'm in the hand of God. Take me, take Jesus Christ out of God's hand, then take me out of Jesus Christ. You can't do that. I like what one minister said. If Satan tried that, by the time he ran down the arm of God, pulled the fingers back, waded through the blood to finally get to you, he said the dude would be saved himself. And we know that Satan will never be saved. Next of all, no principalities or other demons of any rank can destroy us or separate us from God's love. So I don't care if the demons are huge or the demons are small. I don't care if there's a, there's a giant number of them or just one of them, even if all hell came against you. Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell. All of Satan's armies cannot separate us from God. Next of all, the powers that exist can't separate. This is number five out of seven. The powers that exist, no human government, no ruler, no law, 
No army sent out from a government can separate us from God's love and from God's keeping power. So why are we always so fearful of what the government's doing? I don't like most of the decisions the government is giving, but the point of it is it doesn't matter. My life is in Jesus Christ and they may threaten me, but as it says in the second Psalm, in there, the God that sits in the heavens, when he hears all these things that governments have planned for us, how they're gonna take us and, and break the chains that we put around them, it says that God that sits in the heavens will laugh at them and actually have them in derision. Number six, this present age we live in called the church age has nothing we need to fear. Each day is a time of faith and joy as we anticipate God's plan of success for this life and eternity. If we go by way of the rapture or by physical death, we are winners in time and in eternity. So at the end of our life, we may look back on it, have some regrets when we die, but when we get to heaven, there's no regrets. God's gonna show us you were born again, you walked with me, you accomplished these things, here's people that were saved through you, your giving affected this. And finally, the last one, number seven in that verse, says things to come, things to come after death have no power to remove God's love from our life. The judgment seat of Christ Christ, the second coming of Jesus to this earth, the destruction of the earth and renovation of it, the final judgment of sinners, fallen angels, demons, religion, and Satan himself will all take place without removing us from the love of Jesus Christ and our predetermined eternity with him forever and forever. Wow. All that's for us. You say, yeah, man, how much does God love me? He loves you a lot. It's incalculable how much he loves you. And that's why he protects you each and every day. I'll see you right after the break. Romans New Testament Commentary is a verse-by-verse teaching of the book of Romans from the personal study notes of Pastor Bob Yandian. In his letter to the Romans, Paul clarified the principle of justification and whether it is by deeds of the law or by the work of God. Paul reveals that the law has never been a means of salvation and that faith has always been the means of spirituality regardless of the dispensation. This epistle also helps us to understand how we may gain victory over the flesh. If we as believers walk according to our new nature, the inward man, we are controlled by the Holy Spirit and not the sin nature. To order Romans New Testament Commentary, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. 
If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. As we come to this last verse, verse 39, I want to simply remind you, we're teaching you out of my book on the book of Romans. And this is great for sitting down, reading and things like that. But you know what I have found? There is one, I would have to say, unproductive time in my life. And that's when I drive. And uh, when I drive, I often turn on talk radio, yuck. And you know, I can listen for a while, but after a while, it's the same stuff I've heard all the time. And very little of it's any positive news. But next of all, I listen to classic rock and I like that. But you know what? After a few days, you're hearing the same song that you heard two days ago. You might've heard it yesterday. You know, you keep on hearing these things. And after a while you go, really, is there more? And some of you like country music. I don't like country music that much, but you know, to each his own. But you listen to that. And there's other things we do in the car, you know, but mainly or otherwise, we just turned off because we just want to be, uh, don't bother me. Just, I don't want to be bothered at this time. What a time to learn. What a time to take that 20 or 30 minutes it takes to get to the office or an hour, whatever, and listen to a message. You might be able to listen to a whole message going and another message coming back. Or like me, I can listen to a teaching going and coming back. Half of it by the time I get to the office, the other half coming back home. And it's a time to grow. There's, there's times and actually I've had to stop it and go, my gosh, and just think on that. And what a time for revelation. And there's been a couple of times that actually I got so excited, I just wanted to you know, hit the brakes, pull over to the side of the road, run around my car a couple of times, get back in and drive off, simply because of what I saw from the word of God while I was driving, use that. And this book on Romans that I have is available on a flash drive and a, uh, and a CD. So you can, when you order the book, you know, or, you know, you might want to go there and order that too, because that way you can listen in the car and then go back later, underlined in the book and then make notes off to the side. Cause you can't do that drive. You can't grab a notebook and write, please don't try that. Okay. All I'm saying is, is wait till you get home and then, you know, write it in the book and find that same spot in the book. And so the book is available. And again, I want to thank you for those of you that, uh, you know, have been ordering this thing and then write me and let me know what great comments and great testimonies I have gotten from you. Just got one the other day of a man that's been listening for some time and just talked about how many, so sorry, I have waited so long to write in, but just to let you know, it's changed my life. I have one girl that ordered, that has a, a flash drive of me that has the entire New Testament. And I mean, everything I've taught on, not the entire New Testament, everything I've taught on the New Testament on one flash drive. And uh, I mean, this thing has 480 CDs on the thing, as well as, you know, uh, six or seven eBooks on it. And she just mentioned when she first bought it, she thought it's quite a bit of money to buy this thing. She said, one revelation, the first day I listened to it was worth all the money I paid for that. That Listen, you can't pay for a revelation. And one revelation just from it, she said, and, and every day I've been listening, she says, I've been listening for a year and my life is so changed. I'm not even the same person I was a year ago. I have such stability in life. My thoughts are captured whenever problems come along. I think of scriptures that I've heard on there. That's what I'm talking about. This is the type of thing that changes your life. This is what this ministry is dedicated to, making disciples out of converts. We love to see people get saved, but my main ministry is that second part of the Great Commission. The first part, go into all the world and preach the gospel. The second part, go into all the world and teach them all things that I have taught you. And so that's my ministry as a Bible teacher. So if you appreciate this, again, go to my website and become a partner with me. I'd love to have you with me. Let's take a look at the closing verse, verse 39. Now he says the last three out of 10, we had seven of them mentioned in verse 38. Now in verse 39, we have three, the last three mentioned, neither height, depth, 
or any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 10 ways God has hit this, 10 ways through the apostle Paul, he's been coming at us and literally by this time, there is no stone left unturned. He has covered every direction and simply said in all these things, in all these things, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The moment I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior, I moved into the love of God and God's keeping power simply says, nothing on this earth can ever separate you from my love and from my presence. The final three are things in creation we might fear, which also cannot separate us from God's plan for each and every one of us. First of all, he mentions height. You know, there's there's something right here. And in the next one, we're going to talk about the lowest depths. Height is something that, that frightens everybody. I mean, I've been on high buildings. My wife won't even get near the edge and look out. We were on the, you know, in New York one time, went to the top of the of the Empire State Building and we were, you know, and I went over, looked over the edge, but you know, my wife wouldn't even, um, wouldn't even get near that. But as I did, I looked down and went, oh, thank, you know, and stood back. Thank God that wall is there and all that. And honestly, you know, height can scare you. And this verse is saying, listen, don't let height scare you. You can go to the highest mountain or the tallest building and there should be no fear in you. And, you know, you may have apprehension inside of you, but fear, actually fear should be gone from you at that time. If it does rise up, speak to it. Mountains in nature or the highest structures of man are no match for the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. There is a Psalm, Psalm 139, verses seven through 10, which describe all these things. And and literally there, David said, I could go to the highest mountain. And he says, I could go to the deepest caves. He said, but your presence is always there. I cannot escape your presence. Understand that. Listen, I cannot escape his presence, but his, his presence can't escape me. You know, we often say, well, I feel like God's a million miles away. Well, then, you know, forget your feelings and tell him, you know, to get in line with God's word. Because I can tell you the truth, God didn't leave you. He promised he would never leave you nor forsake you. Well, I feel like God's a hundred million miles away. Well, then tell your feelings to shut up. It's not true because it contradicts the word of God. Come back to the word of God. The highest mountains, the tallest buildings should bring no fear in us. Mountains in nature and the structures of man are no match for the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So understand this. If you walk out every day fully persuaded, I am persuaded, Paul said. If you walk out of your house every day persuaded, then there's nothing that can come against you that should bring fear into you. In fact, things that bring fear to you, you should bring fear to them. I mean, it should be that every day we wake up, Satan goes, oh no, he's up again. Here we go again. He's going to come against us. And this is what God's wanting our attitude to be. So verse, again, this this verse 39 tells us the first thing is height cannot separate us from the love of God. Next of all, we can't go to the lowest depths. This is found in verse nine. The lowest depths of the earth or the oceans we still cannot escape the love of God or the presence of God. Notice this, the lowest depths of the earth. I think one of the first, you know, first things people tell you about that they, they fear is drowning. You know, you're down so deep, you can't, you, there's no way you could possibly get to the top and make it. And so people often fear that. And, and there's a huge fear of high buildings or else you're in a, in a depth or else in the lowest, deepest, darkest cave. And there's no way to get out of it. And you know that you're going to die slowly over a long period of time. You know, drowning happens pretty fast within just a matter of minutes, you could be dead. But being in some low cave somewhere in that pitch black darkness, and it seems like the darkness, you can cut it with a knife, that brings great fear to many people. And God says, you don't need to. 
You don't need to fear the lowest depths of the earth, the oceans, the caves that are here, because you still cannot escape the love and the presence and the protection of God. Again, I told you that David quoted this in Psalm 139, verses seven through 10. These are fears we all possess of falling into a large hole or being so deep in the ocean will drown. God is with us. He will protect us or and understand this, if I do die, I'm gonna go immediately to heaven. What difference is it gonna to make? To live as Christ, to die is gain. Anything else, again, in this verse mentions anything, anything in creation, visible or invisible, made by God, Satan or man, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our protector. I think every one of you have testimonies of times it looks like everything was against you and God immediately brought you out or God over a period of time brought you out and God showed you a way. You know, there's been so many things that have happened in my life as I was growing up that, you know, should have killed me. But I, I think when I was four years old, my mom told me, I stood out in the front, you know, we had a street in front of us and there was kids out there and stuff. And, and there was a moving truck that had come up and was bringing some stuff to this house, delivering this stuff. And it was also used for moving. But she said on the back of it, and I don't think there's anything like this today, but it really had iron bars back there. And that, that, that literally this thing would come down and there were chains attached to it. And this is how they would deliver stuff out on the back of it. But the way that they brought it down was they would just release the thing at the top. This thing would just come down and go, you know, and bounce as the chains caught it as it went down there. Well, I was down there standing up, looking up at these kids. These kids were climbing all over it, and one of them released that thing. And I stood there looking at it, and this thing came down and hit me on the head, knocked me to the ground. And I still, I think I still do. My mom says I used to get burr haircuts in the summer, and you can see this big scar across the top of my head, but it knocked me to the ground and knocked me out immediately. Blood was coming out of the top of my head. The kids screamed. My mother heard it, ran out the street and found me and took me to the doctor. And she said, you came too after a while. And the doctor was just shocked because the heaviness of that, of that iron gate back there should have killed me at the moment. But God protected me. Why? Because God had a plan for my life. I'm simply here to tell you, unless it's time for you to go and to die off this earth and stuff like that, there's nothing that can take your life. In fact, you can extend your life. There's things you can do in this life that'll extend it. There's also sins you can commit to shorten it. But if you're not living in sin, you're living for God, then live out the days of your life. With long life, he'll satisfy you and show you his salvation. In the meantime, understand this, nothing in life, nothing in nature, Nothing as far as evil in this in this world is concerned, evil people or evil Satan or the fallen world we're in can possibly remove you from the love of God. And that's why at the end of this verse, it goes on to say anything else. We have now, he now says in this verse of scripture, I've covered everything in this chapter that could possibly come against you. And God wants to protect you. God wants to keep you. God wants to see to it that you're gonna come out successful in life. That's why the 10th thing simply says anything else. Is there anything I have forgotten? It's covered. It's covered. You might be thinking, well, you didn't mention what I'm going through. It's covered. Someone else may be talking about, yeah, but my wife wasn't mentioned here. It's covered. Somebody else say, oh, these kids are driving me up. It's covered everything you can mention. That's why he finishes anything else, perhaps unmentioned, perhaps forgotten in creation, visible or invisible, made by God, produced by Satan, produced by man will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, 
our protector and our Lord. When you accepted him as your savior, you also should have accepted him as your Lord. Understanding not only did you save me, but I have given my life to you, my protection to you, my well-being to you, my finances to you, my life to you, my income's gonna come from you, my joy's gonna come from you, but also my protection is going to come from you. God promised, he said, vengeance is mine, I will repay, I will protect you in this life. Don't try to protect yourself. Don't try to defend yourself. He says, turn to me, I will always be there. The name of Jesus protects us. The Holy Spirit protects us. God the Father protects us. He's simply given his word and every promise in the word of God will protect you. And this is why when you fall into a midst of a trouble or a trial, the Holy Spirit will bring a promise to you. Don't just put faith in it and trust in it. Shout it out from your mouth at the problem and simply say, if God be for me, you cannot be against me. I'll see you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. Join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.